we're good. Alright, so I think what I've always wanted to cover is like the, the modern day NASCAR fan thinks that NASCAR is bad and needs to go back to the way it was. And like me and you grew up uh, like sort of at the end of the of the, like the the old suspension style to where it was more about the car rotating or being on the springs and also the wedge bodies and all that 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 phased out the Labonis and the uh the cravens and such and like that was some good racing and like that's kind of where it started picking up but before that to me wasn't that great because if you look at some of the highlights there's like five they cycle i don't don't that's what i was just thinking too like Back in the day, what made the highlights so good is that they were in a highlight every week. Mm. Nowadays, you got highlights every week. And unfortunately, with those highlights, it's like, you know, the, the main driver getting taken out or something like that. And it, it stirs up the fan base and stuff, in my opinion. But I don't know. Like, you hear people preach that they want to go back to the old days and all, but they don't. And they won't because it was more exciting. But where was it more exciting? You know, nowadays, like Atlanta, for instance, where yeah. there wasn't that many cautions, and it's kind of sort of ran like it was back in that day, except yeah. for you had two stage cautions. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, what what do you really want? You know? Yeah, I, I think it's just changed. Like, especially with the point system, people always like we want the old style point system. When you got that back, the old point system, the basis of it was consistent drivers were more rewarded because their points weren't reset. And that's what you have now. That's why Truex won the championship last year was because he was... We're uh, we're watching uh, some league racing here, which we'll get into later. But um, but Truex, he he was consistent every single week, won stage races, and that paid off. That's consistent. That's Mm -hmm. the old point style. There's just a mix of now... Your you have the chase where yeah your points are reset, but it's only for those top ten guys. But still, the 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 playoff points you accumulated over the entire season goes towards your well, that's position. Why in D four C with the league race and everything, the preseason champion, the one that is leading the points right the very next week, you're going into the chase. Whoever's leading the points at that point is guaranteed a homestead run. Yeah, you know they're they're granted that position. Mm-hmm. That way, the new format don't screw them out of a, an opportunity that they worked hard for through the whole preseason. Yeah, that's what, I, that's what I think NASCAR should do is you don't because at the preseason champion, what they're they what are they trophy. allowed? They get a trophy. That's it. They're yeah, in, that's cool. I think they get a bit of a check, maybe, but yeah, you know, and, and I feel like maybe through the chase they give you a little bit more spotlight, you know, on the camera and all, but. As soon as round one's over, then it goes to whoever's leading after round one. You know. Yeah, uh, I think the wild card should be the, the 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 pre the the I get the regular season champion. I think he should get a, a spot at Homestead because then that's your wild card that he doesn't have to necessarily perform for those next ten weeks. Mm-hmm. But he, but he's he performed the rest he, of the he's season. He's given himself an opportunity to really prepare for Homestead. Yeah, you know. Mm. And that's what I feel like it comes down to because back in the 90s, early 2000s, before the chase came around, you know, the preseason champion at that point in the season 
has already got a gap big enough to carry himself for the next 10 races anyway. Yeah. You know, to make up for a blown engine at Talladega, you know, and yeah. two years ago, Mark Truex Jr. Yeah, for real. Yeah. So. That's that's how Matt Kenseth won his championship. I think he won, like, one race yeah. in, his, in his championship year, and that's it. And mm-hmm. just coast. Like, can be consistent, you can coast. Just get this in the very beginning, just kick ass and then just coast and just chill and you well, gotta I mean, lift up. Newman, for instance, in uh, I think it might have been twelve or thirteen where he uh he didn't win a single race all year and he made it to homestead. You know, he, he just performed well um, the whole year. He just consistently run, finishing in the top five, top threes and things and but not getting that that clutch, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh he was able to make it to homestead without a win at all. And yeah. That's the closest thing to a to the old style opportunity that you may get running into chase. Yeah, you know. So I I feel like they're at a, a far as point systems go. I think just altering the the the, the regular season guy should get the homestead uh, spot. Other than that, I see the point system being damn near perfect. My question in NASCAR is why a caution? Why not have the stage? If whoever's leading at lap 30 gets that and they count it down, scoreboard it, top 10, those points go to them guys, but let the race keep continuing on. Instead, yeah. of, inter- instead of interrupting race progression, let it run on. Yeah, that would be, that would be like, yeah, 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 yeah. I can see them maybe wanting, I, I guess resetting it is kind of... They're doing it to make it more exciting for yeah. the fans. They're not doing it to pleasure, please the racers at all. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're, they're trying to make it where it's more aggression during the race. you got more back and forth things. That's why you hear Tony Stewart bitching about the, uh, you know, the intentional cautions that NASCAR bring out, the, the flute cautions, yeah. you know, that wasn't there, but the race was so boring that they had to do something to spice it up for, you know. And yeah, Tony used to bitch about the brief cautions. He <laughs> yeah. caught him out to it. I yeah, think that's yeah, what led, yeah. to, led to the end of them because once more people started bitching, they kind of like, all right, fuck, we're getting caught. Yeah, got to do something else. I think really what it boils down to, man, is just the, uh, Back in the day, in the early days, like 80s and 70s, you know, and there was just a, a wider, broad opportunity for people to actually perform on the track and outdo other guys. And there wasn't the same guy always winning outside of Petty, you know, obviously. But that was around the same time that he was actually declining and winning every week because more money and it was more prosperous for, for NASCAR to actually be ran and all. But um, I feel like the cars nowadays are so tedious that people can't afford to build them and meet the specs that NASCAR expect you to meet, you know, and yeah. if they were to dial that down, bring them back to a little bit more of a stock instead of a race car, then the racing itself would produce it, produce more fans, you know, yeah. make happier fans, and, um, because we don't, we don't drive Ford Fusion that they got on that track. Yeah. There's a, it's a two. It's not even got doors. <laughs> yeah. Granted, I know the safety, you know, yeah. things that they have to have with the cars and all. I mean, they got to make them safe to compensate for their two hundred mile an hour, you know, runs at Talladega and things. But I just don't see why they can't. I don't see why it's necessary for them to have to do two hundred. You know, yeah, good racing think, doesn't necessarily mean you got to be hauling ass that fast. You know, yeah. I think the move for the future first trackway is going to short tracks, but. You can't. Bruton Smith won't allow his mile and a half multi million dollar racetracks just to be like, all right, well, it's, it's an old thing. We gotta let you go. Like, nah. Let's, so NASCAR has to figure out a way 
to, to, to appease everybody, I like mile and a half racetracks. I do. I think they're really cool. Um, but they need something with the bodies of the suspension to make them more, I don't know. Give them. It makes the racing closer. Right now, even even with the changes, they're, they're still aerodynamically uh, dependent. Even if you're mid path, like I feel like the engineers wins the races more than the oh yeah, for sure. Is, you know, for sure. I mean, obviously the driver has a huge role in it and making the calls on the track. You know, mm-hmm. handling and when to make the runs and all. But at the end of the day, whichever engineer builds the fastest car is the one that's going to go. Yeah, yeah. But um, Wait, it, until you get to like Talladega or Daytona, then all that shit goes out the window. Like, the thing that's always funny to me, especially for, like, Daytona, is the amount of, like, pressure that builds, so to speak, in the garage and all these, oh, you got to spend all this money to get really, really fast. And then you see cars like Kurt Busch just beat the fuck, and he still wins the, the race because it's just drafting the, the, the plate. The five-minute five rule that they added in the in the in the in this year, you know, I mean... Or last year, actually, I think it was. You know, if you damage your car beyond repair that's on pit road and you have to go to the garage, you're not allotted to come back to the track, you know. And the way the race went that year that Kurt Busch won it, we only had about 15 cars running, and all of them were basically repaired off of pit road. Yeah, but you still got a good race out of damaged cars. It's just funny that you can go to... And they were going a lot slower. Not really, yeah. but like, I, I guess, I didn't really look at that, like the readouts, but still they, at the end of the day. They were doing about the 195 versus the 200. I mean, I, I guess yeah. that's not a lot slower, but. Well, that's a I lot mean, of television. It's, whenever you're, it's like you're it's a lap almost. loose as hell doing 200, take that five mile, mile an hour away from it, and you're now you're comfortable. Yeah. You know, you, you take it back to, if you look back at it, I went to the race, so I kind of remember vivid points in it. Yeah. But, um, you know, the guys were able to drop to the bottom and get around the lead car because as soon as the push wasn't there that car fell off yeah. you know so they were able to come to the corner off the high side and drop to the bottom and sweep back up mm-hmm. and that created that that excitement at the end that we don't get whenever the cars are perfect yeah. that's why I, I i want i want things to go faster because i'm just i'm amused uh, by it. yeah yeah but at the same time slower makes a lot better like slower and slower with equality makes things the thing is now that you mention it that way it kind of triggered a little light bulb on you here but you know modern day nowadays people don't have really that many opportunities to really go fast you know back in the early days you know the first cars built 45 mile an hour with hauling ass Mm-hmm. You know, so then they started racing, and then it, the speed progressed with that racing, in, including on the on the everyday roads, which in in turn that's where the the speed limit laws came from. You know, it toned yeah. everybody on the public side down. So why not take the speed from racing and focus it more towards handling, which is and comfortability in a way handling. You know, yeah. kind of coincide with that. Some mm-hmm. in a modern era, people are looking for comfortability in their vehicles more so than what they are speed. Well, I mean, yeah. if you look at, like, GT3, uh, LMP, and all these cars, they, that's where the focus is, is, is overall, well, overall performance, but, like, if you have a good, like, speed means fuck all at a road course, it's all about suspension, and, and, and it just, your transmission, mm-hmm. really, so, NASCAR, NASCAR was forged in the years of, like, muscle cars, drag yeah. cars, yeah. brute force engines, and it's cool even today, but, like, it's, is losing its appeal. Like you look at IMSA and even uh, World Endurance Championship, which they're 
they were the big dogs, and Enzo was supposed to be the the, the pissant series, but now it's that role has switched dramatically. Meanwhile, those two series increased. Even uh, IndyCar, all these series are getting big, and with the exception of IndyCar, GT3, GT4, and all these are getting more and more interesting to people because it's it's a little bit more, I guess, technical, mm-hmm. and it's also like. I feel like people are more interested in like exotic cars like Ferrari, BMW, um, the Nissan GTRs, and you see those racing on they're, road they're course. They're heavily hard to come by though in a public eye. You know, an average Joe like me and you, for instance, you know, we're living off at most you know a thirty k annual budget, and well, I mean, you know, we're not going to be able to come by that. Well, it's cool to see them race and everything, but what, what if you bring in the, the the Hondas like the Civics and the Cords? Well, they do. Too. They have those. They have Honda and, Civics. They have. Um, like you, you own a Nissan Altima. That races in the Australian V8 Supercar Series. Right. That's and it's what I'm a, saying. I mean, why can't cool we to America racing? Is what I'm saying. Well, I mean, but with NASCAR, like that that Ford Fusion, like you said earlier, it's just nothing like you see on the street. Both. I mean, the curvature of the car don't even match. They have to decal the brakes yeah. on and everything. Well, it looks like it, but all, just in performance. You like, take the decals off that car, and it's just a sheet metal sitting there. You're yeah. not going to think that's a Ford Fusion. Yeah, like at the point to where NASCAR is now, I think manufacturers are cool. They're definitely something that adds something to to the the spectacle. But in the day, like you could run all the same cars, and it would be the same product. And I think the fan base wouldn't really change that much. Whereas like GT3 racing is cool to me because not only is it just the, the amount of technology going into it, but also like. I love Ferraris. I love Lamborghinis. I love every type of car. It's yeah, cool it's to see that, and their their bodies are that's that's almost the real body. It's very minor modifications to those bodies, and that's yeah. just cool. So NASCAR is at a weird crossroad with you've got to let go of the old muscle car brute force, but at the same time, you also need to change the car itself and the racing itself. I think a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I'm kind of in a mixed world with where the I most think exciting racing you get nowadays is short track racing in the NASCAR world. You know, I mean, and road course racing, and road course racing. Yeah, Marcus Ambrose and that, that yeah, that lap, that Ambrose. one, that one lap with Marcus Ambrose and Brad Keselowski was probably more exciting than the last <sighs> ten Atlanta races. <laughs> well, it, yeah, just like ninety percent of the races that year, and it's and. Not trying to shade shade to Atlanta, but oh, Atlanta's always got a special place in my heart. There's never yeah. a bad show there, but like Atlanta used to be cool, and with the old with the old suspension, the old body style, mm-hmm. it was a cool track because you could have multiple grooves racing at the same time, and it also had that that wear factor on the tires. Because the cars weren't so planted, I mean, they wouldn't so yeah. aerodynamically. Well, it's, it's, it's the aerodynamics and also the new suspension. This, you're damn near sitting on the chassis now with the suspension. They're so fucking stiff. The there's no, NASCAR there's no travel. was the late 80s, you know, whenever they still had that stock car look to them. They were built like stock cars, and the suspension wasn't quite as salt, uh, stiff, you know, and it wasn't planted. The cars moved a lot. Yeah. They had that bounce going through the corner, you know. And, I would... And I think that's what opened up their second, third grooves is the fact that the guy on the bottom digging like hell, you know, and his car's moving around so much, he's having to let off yeah. to compensate versus the guy on the outside. He's already off and back into the throttle up high, you know, and he's digging and it's just, it, it works together. It meshed well, you know? Yeah. And I would like to see today's budgets and teams and personnel, but race 80s, 90s style 
stock cars. And like when and like when we started, we said how like today's NASCAR is the best it's ever been. That's true, but it could be better on an older. I think it could be better on an older style suspension and body. The yeah, reason why the earlier days were ruined was because you had one or two teams just kicking ass every week. Whereas like I I respect Petty as a human and as a as a racer, I respect him. But I'm not impressed with his numbers because when he started. He was the only team that had money, yeah. and that they they raced two or three sanctioned races. They raced oh, eighty races back yeah. in that time. There's fifty two weeks in a year. Yeah. So there was at least uh, there was, was like two three times a week. Yeah. You know. So yeah. if if Petty is the one dominating, and there's nobody else in the country really doing that great with it, if Petty doesn't, if if you don't, sh- if if the if the two best cars don't show up at the same track, Petty's going to run away with it because there's no competition, mm-hmm. which is why like. Him and Pearson wouldn't always race together, but when they did, it was a damn good show. Yeah. That's where you get that once a year highlight mm-hmm. at Daytona or wherever, because that's the one time two good cars came together. And the rest of it, you never hear about. You never hear about the nineteen seventy two race at at Richmond. <laughs> yeah, because nothing. Because what happened? That was just the greatest cars and the greatest time. What happened? Nobody knows because it's fucking boring. One guy ran off with the win. I guarantee mm-hmm. you. Yeah, a Tim Richmond or a Dale Earnhardt or whoever it was at that time. Billy, Billy Elliott at Talladega. Yeah, it was just like it's, it's cool to watch one time, but then it's like, eh, you're, yeah. it's, it's, everybody's a lot. I down. think we come to the conclusion that <laughs> it comes down to the suspension and the chassis on it. You know, what I mean, it's just yeah, and I don't. It, it would be weird for a premier series to say, "Hey, we're gonna downgrade our suspension technology." Like yeah. Formula One gets away with it because it is workhorse racing, and that that's what they're they're focused on technology. Mm-hmm. But Formula One's also known for having a lot of scandals. Um, well, shouts out Bernie Ecclestone. But uh, sometimes you just gotta leave, you know, that type of I can't put my words together mentality in that you have to have. area. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think are we putting together something and because. I mean, let's face it, the manufacturers in NASCAR aren't using the tech, you know, the, the stats from the races to build the modern cars anymore. No, you can't. Because the floor so fusion, why, I think, now is like hybrid. Why waste the money towards building the high-tech stuff in the NASCAR, you know? This is feeder to, or catered to entertainment. This, yeah. this is trying to please the, the people more so than the manufacturer and the people who actually build the car or supply the car or whatever. <laughs> No, in Formula One, where they're actually truly testing for Lamborghini and, and Mercedes, you know, not mm-hmm. Lamborghini, but Mercedes and, and Ferrari, they're using whatever t- data they gain from that track. That's what they're going to put on their car. Yeah, you know, even like WRC with Rally, a lot of their uh, manufacturer support um, is there because they they want to know what is a what is, you know what is a Volkswagen four wheel drive drivetrain looking like after so many miles or mm-hmm. too much bashing. It's not going to be the same, but it's just like what can we build that's going to do this amount of wear and tear over this period of time? What's it going to look like, and what can we do? Whereas like NASCAR is not you're not gaining fuel mileage, maybe, but you're not really gaining a lot from this. So what? NASCAR is like an exception to racing because every other racing form, uh, form of racing in the world is all about the best, the greatest on the track, giving on the best show. But you're not seeing GT3 cars run ovals. You're just yeah. not. Ovals need to be ovals are for entertainment. Yeah. yeah, like dirt racing. You don't see dirt racing using fucking. You're not sitting on the chassis. You're rolling them. Them yeah. damn dirt cars are kicking up, yeah. kicking up a wheel and shit. So, 
Yeah, but NASCAR is built off of fans and brands. I, I came up with that that kind of that saying earlier today. I was thinking, you see, Lowe's is leaving. Lowe's is leaving NASCAR. Well, why? Well, is it true well, they, that they're mandating certain tools in the shops? Like you have to use. Yes, a certain... I know, but that ain't why Lowe's is backing out. Lowe's is backing out because their their funding isn't there anymore to to fund the forty eight car. You know that they uh, the stock market dropped for Lowe's as a company. The people yeah. just ain't building houses like they did. They don't go to Lowe's to. to I, build know, houses, I drove you know? by Lowe's today and it was packed. Yeah, I mean it's still a, a profitable business and everything. But when you look at it, they're having to fork out millions of dollars to pay to sponsor the forty eight seven times. That, that's a saving that they can yeah continue to prop. You know they it's, don't have to spend that anymore. I heard it from and somewhere else, and it's a good it point. Was, it was brought up on, on, on NASCAR Race Hub. Daddy watches it every night, and mm-hmm. I was listening to it, and I was in the kitchen doing something while we were listening, so my lack of verbatim here is, is pretty heavy, but it's um they were talking about something to do with the stock market, for real, man. It was something to do with the lows just ain't making the money that they did 10 years ago. Oh, yeah, for sure. Nobody is. Yeah, and, and it's just not profitable or beneficial to them anymore to sponsor the 48 car. Yeah. Or the twenty two or anybody else, you know, that that the money that they invest towards NASCAR for the last twenty years is is a lot, you know. And it's they're just at that point now where they they have to back off of it. And I think like the reason why you sponsor somebody is either to be just to say relevant with it with your own brand or to build a partnership with a driver. And Jimmy Johnson from from this from today for the rest of his life can run with another sponsor, but as soon as you think Jimmy Johnson, you think Lowe's. Yeah. So why keep paying when you already have that mentality with the mm-hmm. fans and everybody else? So they can save money because they're yeah, they're looking at they're looking at deals with IndyCar yeah. now um, and other like international brands. And that's something that NASCAR. Another thing NASCAR needs to look at is international. Like you've got to. I don't. I feel like they would just benefit just from going around the world and doing international events um, and just growing that fan base from just. Freaking old Americans, because we're just not. I'm sure there's a lot to that, though, that we're not in an understanding of. You know, I mean, the financial. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm ignorant of but, of a lot of that stuff. But it's just as, as the a, thought as of a, it does make sense, though. I mean, just to blatantly look at it and say, "Hey, why don't you do this?" You know, don't you see what you know, opening market to a foreign community? You know. Yeah, I mean, it's it's broadcasted around the world, but like. I don't watch, um, you know, I don't watch Brazilian racing. One, I don't have access to it, but two, I just, I don't know much about it because I'm not around it. But I think on the Xbox, he was from, um, where was he from? He was uh, in the Italy area, France area, but not from the big town, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, he watched a lot of the Australian supercars. And, yeah. And uh, they have their own form of NASCAR over there that's not NASCAR sanctioned. And um, he loved it. And I met him off the Formula One game, 2017, Formula One 2017. And um, obviously, with the accent barrier, it brought up conversation, and that's where it led. You know, he's he says NASCAR is very entertaining, but his view of American NASCAR was it's just it's too mainstream. Like it's it's political. It's too political, is what he said. Yeah, it's NFL for cars. Yeah, and until you take the politics out, it, it. it makes it hard to watch. You know, you got the same guy, the most money, whoever can bring forth the most money is the ones that's 
at performing, you know. And I guess in, in racing in general, that's typically how it goes, but in a business as, aspect of it for NASCAR. Yeah, and I just, like, again, it's just about so NASCAR's in a weird spot to where do you want to be a premier sport, but you're kind of dry, like, you're kind of around the world, but at a 50% capacity, or do you want to just... Just throw out a big fuck it and just really you change up the series. Canadian Tire racing. Yeah, it's great, man. Awesome. You know, it's, yeah. it's not nearly political as what. Or I keep bringing up political because I brought it up, but it's not nearly as is developed developed as NASCAR yeah. is. But that's what's the beauty of it. Yeah, you know, that's what makes it so fun to watch. Just like I watch the damn the. They're not scared to ding their cars up because it's ten thousand dollars. You got another. Yeah. Know? That, yeah. and the, well, I don't think that's where people are afraid to ding their cars up. It's just you're going so damn fast. I don't know, you talk to Richard Petty and ask him about that. He's just being a no, he's just being no, old school guy. No. Well, that he's broke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's what Richard, Richard kind of now he's made this car ten thousand dollars. Richard Petty been like, man, you better you should find something you do it, man. We do it. Yeah, you know, they've been wanting another Dale Earnhardt or something. But, but um, like, I watched the the Mexican stock car series race at Phoenix. A few years ago, they come up. They used to come out and race the same week as the Cup guys, just to do a big show. And that's where Daniel Suarez actually came from, I believe. Oh, the hell of a show! They're rinky dink little six cylinder cars, mm-hmm. or even four cylinder, I think. And they just have a, a, a just a oh, knockdown drag Yeah, and that's that, because it's expensive fun. to make those cars, man. And, and that's, I yeah. feel like that's really what it boils down to. You're looking at a NASCAR, and this is a, a, a number I'm throwing out that I'm not 100 percent accurate with here, but you know, 250 grand to be competitive for you know, and that's to build it. That's just not, to build it. That's yeah, not that's to not run for the championship. I'm talking about to show up Talladega and actually be competitive. Not you even know. that. You won't be competitive with the 250,000 cars. Right. You don't have any wind right. tunnel or nothing. Now, you think you, you're going to be comfortable with putting that car out there and then say, yeah. beat it up? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Real. I mean, you're not going to want to do that. Yeah. You know, so that's what I feel like the beauty of watching the Arca races and things like that and Canadian Tire, the Mexican ovals they got over there. Yeah. You know, it's just they're entertaining due to the fact that they can bump and rub without repercussion of really bankrupting themselves. You know? Yeah. And, and the kind of, since you brought up ARCA, that's a good, like, people say NASCAR's dying, NASCAR's dying. ARCA's still up and running. Yeah. And they got, like, 25 cent to every NASCAR million dollars. They're mm. broke as fuck over there. They're not, well, not broke, but they're as not. As long as there's racers out there, there's going to yeah. be, same, you know, there's going to be bodies like I've that. I've like always And K&N series, you know, that's, that's a series I feel like needs to, I just ironically, um, Kevin Hart was talking about it the other day, but K and N really needs to put some spotlight, get some spotlight, you know, because that's where a lot of the big guys from you know ten years ago came from. They come yeah. from that K and N series, you know. And they obviously there's a lot to come from K and N because that's where the talent came from. Yeah, you know, and it's just that political side of it where NASCAR sanctioned trucks, Bush Series, and Cup, and you have to go through those steps. You know? Yeah. That, and I feel like they kind of screwed up by making trucks and even nationwide cars go to these more big-time premier tracks where, like, the ORP, you know, Rally, um, or was it Rally Raceway Park or something? Kind of like, like makes it, what's the word for it? Not nostalgic, but uh, when, it, when you see something for too long, what's that? Uh, boring. <laughs> No. For lack of better words, yeah, boring. You know, I mean, you're you've already watched the the Bush series race Talladega, and I bring up Talladega because yeah. we're watching it now. But yeah. you know, you watch the trucks run Talladega Friday. You turn around, and you watch the Xfinity run the same track next day, and then you turn around, and now the Cups running the same track. Yeah. 
it'd be, I think it'd be cool to have that diversity, which I think is what you were headed to there was, you know, the trucks around Iowa, cup, uh, Xfinity go to Ohio, Mid-Ohio, and then yeah. the other cups run in Talladega, you know. Yeah. We've got different, different views of racing all in one week. Yeah. Know? Well, that and, like, if, if a cup car is running at a, at a certain track, it's got more power and it's got just just more to it. So if a if a if a lower end car or truck's running there, it's not stretching itself as much as it could. So like when you take like a if less horsepower, which means you should probably go to a smaller track. Yeah. And exactly. like you take these things to like uh the trucks barely have to lift at all. If at all for tracks like Atlanta, Texas, you know, places yeah. like that once I mean, if they're out of the throttle, it's mid to the last late run of the tires, you know, and the tires are falling off. Yeah. It's just... Well, in Atlanta, it was interesting because it is a rough track. Where yeah. That's where then you have to... NASCAR needs to better pick these kind of tracks. Where, like, you gotta... Even the Cup Series at Indianapolis is, is boring. I mean, they're just not built for that track. Yeah. Where, like, if you take the same principle to a truck... Yeah, he punches a bigger area in the in the in the holding or to like Indianapolis. The history behind that track is what is profitable. You know, it's not so much the performance of the grandstands. There's like three and a half people in the grandstands on there in a cup race. It's packed out during the Indy 500. Why? Because the cars are built for that track. It's Indy running Indy cars. Mm -hmm. They're built for that track. Now, in the early days of stock cars, back when there was less dependency on the air and a little bit, you know, wobble or a little bit more traveling suspension, the racing was a little bit better. But it's still, it's just not a track built for stock cars. And it's, it's, you know, I wish NASCAR would just throw convention to the wind and like fuck it let's let's take the cup cars to Mansfield or let's go to I uh, just find just build us a dirt track to run cup cars on or, or modify Eldora to fit that venue because mm -hmm. right now you can't you can't take the cup series to Eldora. You would have a traffic jam, you would have because then because then you're gonna bring in a lot of smaller teams who don't try to I mean, run obviously NASCAR. You're have a maybe a I don't see it being a traffic jam, no more than what the trucks are. I mean, it's a 36 car field either way you look at it. I'm talking about yeah. fans. Well, yeah. yeah you you tell the world, yeah. Cup Series hit it to dirt, you're gonna, I'm buying a ticket. I don't yeah, care I'm where I gotta right. go. <laughs> no Everybody's gonna go. <laughs> and with them hot dog prices over there, are you kidding me? It's a dollar for a hot dog, not five dollars <laughs> looking at you That's Atlanta. another thing, man. It's just too expensive. It's too convenient to sit home and get a better view of the race at home. Yeah. With your three dollar hot dogs. Yeah, you know, a whole pack of them. For for two more dollars, I can get a pizza and sit at home yeah. and watch the race and be comfortable. That's what I was telling people the other day. I was I was with a conversation with some people on Facebook. I'm like, oh, uh, ratings are falling and track attendance is just drying up. I said, what would you rather do? Risk it, spend a lot of money traveling across your state or county or your country. Go to a track. It might rain. It might be 900 degrees. You don't know. You show up there. Food's expensive, but it's made out of rubber, and it's just, you know, you're in a, a, a dingy old camper. Do you want to do that, or do you want to sit home or, or, or look on your phone and be, you know, at Disney World? Where do you want to be? Like It's going to turn into one day, and I, I see it sooner than later, that it's going to be where it's a pay-per-view event, you know. And unfortunately, I feel like that would be a damn, bad downfall for NASCAR. But at the same time, it could turn out to be a, a positive for NASCAR. You know, I would, think making a NASCAR pay-per-view event fifty bucks, you know, and you still get the comfortability and everything at home. NASCAR's profiting off of it, 
and then you go to a NASCAR race and actually get the experience for forty five. Yeah. You know, with affordable food, if they were to make that change, you know, obviously, but it ain't just the food. I mean, the hell, a bottle of water is four bucks. Yeah, for yeah. I mean, that's ridiculous. A bottle of water. Every vendor has to agree to that price. No mm-hmm. matter where you're at in the complex, if you're selling at a NASCAR event, you have to agree you'll sell your bottle of water for four bucks because you will undercut somebody. But here, here's an idea for 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 TV for a NASCAR. That's just where it's headed. Nobody wants to sit at the track. I do, but I'm crazy, and I'm an old school fan. But, like, little Timmy ain't going to sit there. interrupt you on accident here, but this is a very peculiar part in the race on the video here. Um <laughs> The leader that's leading the race right now uh-huh. is not getting pushed by the 11 car. Okay. He's not touching him. Okay. It's allowing Coey and the 22, the 24 and the 22, to maintain Shots up, Coey. top five by their sales. No. By their sales. Look, look in the mirror. There's nobody behind him. Yeah. You know, granted, that is your teammate, but he's doing that because he didn't see no point in pushing. No. You know? Look at this. Everybody's having to check it really, really hard. And the, the sad thing is the fact that nobody's going up high. No. <laughs> you know? Let's see. But and kind of to segue back, like, if NASCAR could get better views, like, here's something for NASCAR I think would be cool, is that you broadcast race on Jim Bob's basic cable. Then have a more in-depth telemetry. You have, like, race view as, as, as like, a higher tier you can subscribe to. But then... For the rich boys, and this is going to be the future, VR. VR television is the future. If you can give me VR NASCAR, yeah. I'll sign over my firstborn child for that shit. That would be cool. <laughs> I could put a headset on and just, <laughs> and just have a th- have like like the like the thing Horn got at at, uh, at Atlanta that that race view pad where it has a little screen on it. You need that, but VR, and I can just switch to whoever car, yeah. whatever camera, whatever place on the mm-hmm. track, and have surround sound. Oh my god! Yeah, that would be. Uh, I would pay very, for that in a very heartbeat. Profitable. Yeah, that would be. They did it for the Olympics. You can do mm-hmm. you can do Olympics in VR. It's mm-hmm. not that it's and I I would not be it's I would cheap. be surprised if NASCAR is it trying it's to get not that. very it shouldn't be very expensive to do that. I mean you got satellite and everything now that where you can zoom in on your front yard, you know. So to have the ability to do that shouldn't be very well. Expensive. That's government stuff. Like you can you can zoom in on Google Maps, but it's not moving. Well, I know so that, like I, I get what you're saying. Well, technology guess, is, is well, kind like of you said, I mean not not meaning to counter what you're saying, but the Olympics have ruined it. The Olympics is. Is obviously it's, it's highly funded, but I feel like it's not. It, should, it can't be as funded as what NASCAR is right now. You know, as far as the amount of money that goes into it. Yes and no. Yes and no. Yes and no. Like the Olympics is a three have, months. Do, do you know what? Do you know what has to be done for the Olympics to happen? Yeah, quite a bit, I imagine. Yeah. The the country yeah. has to build a city for them, mm-hmm. which, granted, that's not the Olympics funding it, but if billions and billions and billions of dollars goes into getting the Olympics and you might build that shit and might not ever use it again you might even you might even start developing a land to possibly win that contract you have to pay money to bid for it you might lose so like in the grand scheme of things Olympics are way more expensive but like I don't know what the actual athletes make per you know, Sean I don't know what Sean White's making compared to what Jimmy Johnson. Yeah. I would like to think Jimmy Johnson. That's a market more than sponsorship. I don't think the the country's really forking out a whole lot of money to the individuals that win, but more or less the the sponsors paying them. Yeah, you know, that's where their money. I mean, they're not broke. 
Yeah. I'm sure. I'm pretty sure Sean White. I, I mean, I imagine the Olympics had a lot to do with um, Kenner, Jenna, Bruce Jenner, huh? Bruce Jenner, Bruce Jenner's, you know, popularity and everything, and his. Oh yeah, for sure. His image and all. You know? He was on Wheaties. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But did he make his money through winning and doing so well in the Olympics, or did he make his money through being branded through Wheaties or others? Yeah. You know? When I think he's, he's obviously well off. I mean, he's living a good life. But yeah. She. You got to see she. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> got to be correct here. He's right right now. Don't assume it's. I'm a load of Mississippi belt, boy. Uh, <laughs> but um, anyway. I, I want VR NASCAR. Give me that. Yeah, that would be cool. I would, Brian France, I don't, you're a billionaire, but I'd make you two, a multi-billionaire oh, ten times over if you make VR NASCAR. Oh my God. Or, if someone could just buy 704 games and teach them how to make a better game, that'd be super duper cool. Oh yeah. Because yeah. like yeah. now, and to kind of transition out of real NASCAR to digital NASCAR, where like, Look at esports is growing, and I think NASCAR is they're slow to do it, but they're realizing it. Well, I say they're slow. They had an they had i racing sanction series when i racing started, but that was thanks to Dell Jr. and Martin Truex Jr. and just they were. I think NASCAR is the first actual series because it was built off of um, NASCAR 2003 season for the PC. Like that's what i racing is still running off of is that that the old engine. It's been tuned, obviously, and upgraded, and then rescanned, and all that. But that's that's the that's the genesis of iRacing yeah. is that PC game from two thousand two. Um, but esports is picking. I don't see like NASCAR, like Heat, or, or even iRacing bringing in millions and millions of viewers. But I think it's easier. Like I just I don't know, man. Like if if it was properly, Rocket League's getting millions of viewers. Rocket League. You know, they're yeah. on TV showing their competitions and championships and everything on TV. They're getting crap load of following off. Yeah, but those aren't conventional games. It's, it's still audiences there for watching gaming, but, like, the same thing is, like, are people paying more money to go watch NASCAR, or are they paying more money to go watch hockey or NFL or something? So, like, not only are you having to convince them, you know, I guess... People don't want to come watch a loud, grumbling stock car haul ass up a up a twenty four degree banking in real life and feel it. I don't know if they're going to watch it at home and it's like this sort of tame, quiet. You don't feel anything. They're it's cool to watch. Real deal. Real deal. I mean, I mean, it's the same thing as the as a real racing. Really, in my opinion, man. If they build a solid platform, let's just say Forza Seven builds a. a game for NASCAR, whoever builds Sports of Seven, they make one for NASCAR. Yeah, turn ten. And um the the graphics are there, it looks real. That's appealing to people. You know, so first yeah. of all it's gotta look good. Yeah, Iris is there. Yeah. And now you put the physics behind it. Yeah. Then you add the full body paint, you know, customizing your car and everything to where you can put sponsors on it by your you know, whoever follows yeah. you or stands behind you or whatever, then it's the same profit. It's the same profit with the right broadcasters, the right commentary, and everything for the racing. And all well, you got to do is air it on TV. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. esports is a long, long time, especially like NASCAR esports. Is it, it probably will never make the TV. But like iRacing has all that. It has the graphics. It has the physics. It has the paint job. I don't, has, I don't see why not though, because there's no no repercussion financially to wrecking your car on iRacing. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, like, for, as far as, like, me doing it and winning money, in, sure, in but, like, getting Jessica from across the street, like, she would probably rather go to a real race as opposed to watching it on, on uh, some computer game being raced. But, you know, she doesn't like NASCAR anyway. So, it's like, you're asking a, a, a real-life audience to go watch it digitally. That's only going to shrink up. Well, yeah, so, I mean, in, in, in some sense of form, yeah, but I'm, I'm more of a, I, if I see racing, I'm watching it. Oh, we're racing you know, fans. I racing, can watch, I can watch. NASCAR, not, yeah, not, I'm, not I watch sanctioned body, but racing. Yeah. You know, so I, it's hard for me to step outside of that box to say that, you know, it wouldn't work to where, like, I can, I, I, before I go to bed, I'm typically watching our racing, you know, yeah. different races and listening to how they do their thing and watching Ray I found to make his way up from the front from Phoenix, you know what I mean? It's just, yeah. it's, it's really cool to, for me to watch that. And I get the same thrill watching that than I do watching a real NASCAR race. You know, yeah. unfortunately, I don't really necessarily have a favorite like I used to. You know? Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, you grew up uh, playing the games and watching it, listening to it. We, we were engrossed in it. Uh, we were forged in it. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> and, and I think that's where our bias sort of comes from. But, like, mm-hmm. it's hard. To... I see your point in what you're saying as far yeah. as, you know, the... The phys- physicality of it, you know, being at the track and, and actually seeing it, what's real. Somebody could die from this. That's an exciting thing for people. Some, you know, yeah. the the carnage, the real life carnage that comes behind the big pileups and things like that. I mean, all that's entertainment for some. Yeah. You know? And and unfortunately, I feel like majority really that watches NASCAR waiting on the big one to happen. Oh yeah, for sure. But um, I know. I say that you know, if I go to the racetrack, I'm actually kind of hoping I see one. But I'm not there not enjoying myself because it's not happening. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. still find plenty of enjoyment out of just watching a regular race. You know, a good, hard-fought race. Yeah. It's it's going to be a tough sell. But, like, it's it might not grow in, in viewership, but participation is definitely going to go up. Because like, you've got people like... Turns in with Forza offering cars as prizes, and you've got like these ten thousand dollar cash prizes for mm-hmm. different games, like Project Cars Two. Irish got a fifty grand. Yeah, well, and Irish has thing. like yeah. Irish is kind of I'm going to say kind of scummy in the fact that not only do you pay a monthly subscription, you pay for every piece of, of content, and even then, let's say you no longer want to be online. I just want to point out three of my four drivers are in top five right now. Yeah, well. There's also one line of cars. It's, it's three, three to go. <laughs> but like I, I racing, I don't like the fact that it's online only, and for and at least for now, you can't race offline with AI. I know they're fixing that, but still, at the end of the day, you don't own that content. <laughs> it, I sure hope so. Because like, as soon it's as a, it was a unique decision to allow AI online with. With online players, I thought that was really cool, and it sounded promising when they brought it up, but it, with the brains, the lack of brains that they put in the eye, it's just... It's, Are you talking about with um, Heat and Nats Raid 2? Yeah. 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 Um, Project Cars, it works fantastic, but yeah. with this game, it's very much, like, just sloppily have, like, put in. imaginary bubble around the car that senses to let the AI know that there's somebody there, you know? Yeah. And a, and a range of... Like, right now, you know, say... If I'm three foot off a bumper of the car in front of me, you know, it needs to know that it needs to be alert, you know, no. what, what's going to happen. But if I'm ten foot off of it, it also needs to know that I'm there. Yeah. Yeah. 
but, know, just um, to, to have some sort of uh, degree of knowledge on how to react within a certain range of another car. Yeah, uh, and that and that goes to just poor development, which is, again, we're trying to discuss, like, you know, NASCAR is trying to find a way to grow and trying to find a way to expand. Like, the games are what got me to be a fan. I, I used to kind of watch it, and I was kind of casual, and, oh, hey, the Dylan Hurts looking cool, but, like, until, until when my mom walked in when I was a kid and said, here, here's your birthday present, and it was NASCAR Thunder 2003, I was like, oh, okay, cool, a racing game, and I played it, and then me and my friend uh, Greg Birch played it, and we both, I, I was a kid, I played in the dirt, I saw a Caterpillar car, I saw Ward Burns, I okay, cool, that's my guy, yeah. car looks cool, and it's a Dodge, you know, it's, that's all great, so I just started watching it, well, he happened to like Jeff, Jeff Burton, you know, and then we, we had that, that week in, week out rival of Jeff versus Ward, mm-hmm. even though Jeff was in a little bit better equipment, shouts out Bill Davis, you tried, but... Oh, well. Anyway, that's what built my interest in NASCAR, and then it just it went on from there. I was going to races. I was I was a diehard yeah. NASCAR fan. And, and nowadays, these days, the Dale Sr. thing really pulled me for that, knowing Daddy was a senior fan, you know, and yeah. it was a father-son thing. And obviously, me, my dad watching it and everything, I wanted to pull for the son of the two on, on the track, so I, I naturally went for junior in that instance. Yeah. And um, I imagine if I had a brother, I'd probably been a diehard Lonnie fan or... or Wallace fan or you know yeah. something of that nature. Um, I don't know if I can ever say like that. There's like Wallace's that race. <laughs> but uh, this is one of those deals, I think. I've all, it, junior, early years, I really wasn't too heavy in the NASCAR. You know, being younger, I was running around doing other things too. Um, yeah. In between bouncing between mom and daddy's house. So, but... um as the years progressed and I started getting more and more into it, you know, Junior's attitude outside of the track is what really intrigued me to being a Junior fan. But yeah, but at the end of the day, it was it was a, it was just like that gaming. Gaming is what helped build it, it and helps with yeah, a lot of people. My, my sport. It, I, I, I just wish NASCAR was more attentive to that, is realizing that if you want young audiences. Putting hot chicks in tight leather pants ain't gonna do it. It's gonna help the dads watch it more, sure. But if you want little Timmy to watch, you gotta start getting digital. You gotta start getting their games built better, and that's where again GT3, GT4, and and all these road course racing, i racing project cars, a set of course. So they dominate there. Even Ford says, even as awful as they are, they have all those cars, and it makes it interesting. So like. Now, now if, if I'm a little teaming and I want to know what it's like to drive a stock car, I either get to this crappy console game or I have to drop $3,000, $4,000 to go iRacing. And that's it. Yeah. To where if I'm, you know, you know, Scott who wants to learn who, you know. Oh, I like arcade and the sim, the sim quotation around sim mode on NASCAR is a smart idea. Because there are little kids who can't handle a simulation game. I mean, it's not going to be fun to them. They're going to be, you know... Well, it doesn't have to be sim. You know? Like, NASCAR 3 was Well, that's why I said quotations. Yeah. You know, I said quotations. Right? Like, NASCAR 3 But we were kids in 2003, though. Yeah. And know? that was an arcade game, and it was great. But now, as an older person, you know, an older individual, we want that sim. Not necessarily. Yeah. You know what? I want you to play... I want you to get on GTA, and I want you to drive the stock cars that just released. It's strictly arcade, but damn, is it not good? Because it's just good stock car racing, beating and banging. The physics are working. It's cool. That's that's engaging. I want to play that. I have a thousand dollar 
racing rig set up at home. Mm-hmm. And I spent my last few nights playing an arcade game on GT, a, a game about drugs and stealing and, and crime. And I no, I want to go stock car racing on that game, which is great. So as a young kid, if you want a good, clean, you know, family-friendly way to engage a younger audience, you've got to start building these games to be better and more immersive. And, you know, and especially when eSports to grow, you've got to build your games better to support because. Ray Fowler is not going to play this game. It's just boring to him. Yeah. It's, there's no feeling. There's nothing to it. There's no soul. And it's just like in the real life NASCAR where it's just like the personalities are there, sure, but the cars are just, they're just there's no soul to these yeah. cars. There's no like dig in. There's no, I mean, they're, it's, they're hard to drive. They're fun to drive. But there's just, I don't know. There's a romance. There's a romance. A lot of that's got to do not only with the, the game physics or whatever, but it's, the coding that they put towards in force feedback wheels, you know, and yeah. it, it necessarily it shouldn't have to go to having a force feedback wheel to be able to enjoy it, no doubt. Like I, you know, like you said, you, you can enjoy a game on a controller. Yeah, know? and I would bash some project cars controller. <laughs> yeah, fight me. And uh, you still get that feeling using a controller by how the car reacts to your reaction. You know what I mean? Yeah. And using a force feedback wheel, I feel like the non the, all the the random jokes that they send isn't accurate to what you're going to feel behind the wheel in the car. You know, it's still fun. You still get yeah. that immersion, immersiveness doing it. Yeah. But it's just it's not there. You know. Yeah. As the, this is just one of the many Maybe sounds has got a lot to do with it. You know, making it. it I, I've I've said many times they would just get the sounds to be realistic. I don't care how the driving model is. Mm-hmm. I just I want that. I want that that screaming V8. Yeah. In my ear, I, I don't want a vacuum cleaner from Dyson to. Well, they kind of mix air to it, um, because you are driving 200 mile an hour. Air is going to have a lot of impact on what you're going to hear as a driver of the car. You but, know, so you got to you got to set yourself in that position as well. I, I don't know if that's what they were shooting for in this scenario. No. I, I doubt it. I it's mean, the like, same they probably literally from, turned on their little HVAC on the side. You know, shot if, if you go or, play NASCAR Dirt to Daytona on a PS2, it is yeah. literally the same sound file. Is it? Yeah. It's these. It's the same driving model. It's the same sound file. It's it's the same. Yeah. That's why I get pissed off because they charge sixty bucks. Sixty for bucks the, for this game when it's built on the game. Twenty years. Now. Yeah, <laughs> like it's just you're ripping me off. And, you, I, I'm excited for next year, but I really wish they would take three years, man. Just three years take off, man. And really work on building a new NASCAR foundation that is pretty genuine, you know. Yeah, and. I would wait for it. Fuck yeah, I'd wait for it. We wait for it whenever Inside Line came in. After every night, quit. Yeah. What was I doing between... I, I wasn't even really in gaming between 09 and... Just, I was like, I moved into my dad's and was trying to get a college. I was still playing 03. I had a I still career goal. <laughs> my yeah. PlayStation. Yeah. I mean, I had to delete stuff off my damn memory card to be able to do anything on there. But it was, uh, it was just part of it, I guess. Now I don't know. Yeah. Which now you have, like, leagues... You know, yeah. which is really cool, and it's starting to get more and more people involved because they they hear like they like you, you run a league and it gives out money. Like that's unprecedented in a lot of leagues of any game. Is to is to, you can really come participate and win real money. So, Brendan's smoking inside. He's bad, bad habit. Don't listen to him, guys. <laughs> um, but that's cool, and I think that's that's a big big band-aid on what is a ultimately bad game is yeah. the fact that you can go to these leagues participate meet friends meet enemies meet rivals and 
and win money. That's that's just cool. And you guys have been doing it for I think two years now. You've got I think it started out. I mean, you had the idea, but you took it and ran off with it. I was just busy doing my own brand and just I wasn't filling the game. And I'm sure everybody fucking everybody knows how to feel about that. Place to finish was for one two. But um, yeah. Okay. Damn. <laughs> to yeah. one thousand, yeah. yeah. But see, then there you go. Like this, this good racing, and it's just good fun, and it's not simulation at all. It's just a one-off chance. Yeah, there's good racing, but anyway. So you guys have been going for like two years. You got Jeremy Horn, CJ. How do you say CJ's last name? I'm Persad. sorry, outlaw, huh? Persad. Persad. Yeah, I'll say Persad. <laughs> and his real name is actually Christopher. All right, oh Christopher Jordan. Yeah. Oh Lord. Yeah. Stick with CJ. <laughs> I don't know if it really is Jordan. I'm assuming it is. There's yeah. too many names you can get out of yeah. there. He's, yeah. Where does he live? Um, Virginia? Yeah, not close enough to come fight me. He's yeah. in West Virginia, right? Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so, and that's just, that's neat that you guys have ran off of that and done something really cool. And uh, we get heated with each other, man. I mean, it's just friendship, I think. It's just the friendship in, in another aspect that you don't have to. Worry about them calling you to pick you up on the side of the road and you burn down or something, but yeah. it's uh, somebody you can vent to that's not going to really judge you in a way. You know, it's just it's a bigger yeah. friendship in, in some sense. And it, it got to the it's, it's gotten so big now with this league that we've actually put on an event and we went to Atlanta, rented a house. Yeah, fucking people traveled from. I think Horn came from Indianapolis. Sardis, no, that was uh, Indiana, Utah was the first. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, don't was, tell uh, me. Tech yeah, Tech. Yeah. yeah. He 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 really went out of his way to do I it. I treated everybody to nice Southern cooking. Yeah. Um, he uh, you really, really <laughs> man. Uh, Strings girlfriend. What what did she say? You you can taste the love. That's what she said about the macaroni and cheese. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, it was cool to have everybody come down, and uh, I think we can do more with that. But just pushing that in the realm of just, uh, I, I, that's one of the cool things with NASCAR in general. Is that it hey, does bring TV. Huh? We even made it to TV. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> Shouts out to, to Carol for <laughs> being the, the name of the week at Atlanta. Um, that's just cool. Right with, that really stands out for what D4C really is. Tell yeah. you watch it, you know, it's this plate racing, it's so, such tight racing that it's, it's hard to really replicate or stand for what we try to be. Yeah. Richmond and, and Bristol, though, it was just two totally different things. You know, we all show each other respect on the track. It's like we respect the track more yeah. at, at the harder to run tracks, which goes back to the good racing that provides in, in the real world, I guess. And that, just, that's why I like road course racing. Not more. See, Oval, yeah, 23 oh. people started this race. Yeah. 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 And Oval is always going to be, the, the, to me, the hardest form of racing because what makes road course racing hard is that you've got, you know, a lot of turns and, you know, a lot of, a lot of times to fuck up. But NASCAR, that, that fuck up that you make in the turn is longer. It's a lot harder to do. And, like, the, the, an inch of placement on the track makes it... Yeah, you know, what makes it so entertaining too, in a way. You know, I mean, I can blow turn one at Watkins Glen and get a perfect rest of the lap and run a better lap than what you did because you blew the chicane. Yeah, you know? and it's the area of the track at which you blew versus Richmond, where if I blow turn one, my whole lap is is already gone. Yeah, you know, and it takes you four or five laps to make it back up. Yeah, 
Yeah. And I guess that's what you're trying to say, right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's the, your, your mistakes are multiplied. Your, your yeah, mistake. your mistakes are multiplied in oval racing. But <laughs> with with road course racing, you've road got course. to respect <laughs> the track and you've got to know the track. And that's where I think a lot of interest comes from people. It's not only seeing like that, that cool... Uh, exotic supercar that you like so much, but it's taking on a very challenging track, whether right. it be Spa, the Nurburgring. A lot of people don't understand whatever. the challenging aspects of oval racing. Yeah, I know. A lot of people just say, oh, it's just a damn going in circles. You, you take, ask Robbie Gordon, for instance, you know, badass Baja racer does road course racing and Austin it performs. Comes to NASCAR and it's the hardest sport to perform in. Yeah. You know, I mean, same thing with, uh, same horns, you know, I mean, he, he eventually started getting the, the swing of it and all. But he also had a really, really high backing on yeah. what he still struggles. Yeah. Even Juan Montoya, who's won in Formula One, yeah, in car, he's, he's he went to NASCAR, ran NASCAR for a string of five to six years, left, went back to Formula One or Indy, and started kicking ass in Indy. Yeah, again, you know, he, he didn't it ain't that he he was a worse driver or anything like that. His his skill was still there, but it's the the aspect of these cars are different. Way, yeah, way it's different. just a heavy. Or even like well, Marcus Ambrose, who took, which he he dominated the great <laughs> Superpro series, and that's NASCAR on road courses. He he died. He did go there when he came in over, which is not performing. But anyway, this has been a long spiel on NASCAR and what we think it is, where we think it should, where we think it kind of should go. Um, so yeah, this has been our thoughts. Um, any any closing remarks? We've got two minutes and 30 seconds until this phone self-destructs, apparently. <laughs> um, yeah, you need to get a better phone. Uh, uh, so phone, boy, it's the app we're using. And for those who are curious, we are using, uh, what the fuck is this app called? Um, hold on, wait for I'll it. Anchor. 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 Yeah, Anchor. <laughs> yeah, Anchor. It's a good, good old uh, it's, podcasting it's, it's, app. It looks like it's really acting as an anchor right now. you got the mm-hmm. little triangle with the exclamation point going on here like heads up you're gonna die yeah it's so. doing some weird shit anyway i might gonna holler at you later man i enjoyed the the time conversation yeah i gotta talk i gotta be working for a lot of the morning yeah yeah so, all right man all right man later see y'all later bye